Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zero Waste Life Hack Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking trash here, finding out some solutions to some of the world's biggest problems, but we're going to make it fun, so don't worry. <laughs> and here with me today, I have my amazing co-host, Michelle Sinclair. Say hi. Hi, Michelle. hi. Thank <laughs> you for having me, Sophia, Thank our you. lovely trip on this, or, or the, the, the leader of this journey into trash and the owner of Zero Waste Company. That's right. So Zero Waste Company, that's the company I founded. Uh, and we specialize in helping make events more sustainable. Michelle is a talented DJ, producer, director. What else do you do, Michelle? Oh, I'm a mother and a father. <laughs> um, no, I'm, and a sister. I'm, I'm your co-host today. I'm, your, I'm here to learn. Teach me. Teach me Yoda. And today we have here my friend Jessica Aldridge, who has over 13 years of experience in the zero waste field um, in the resource management industry. She is a sustainability manager for one of the largest waste haulers in the nation, where she oversees the development of environmental and zero waste programs. Um, she is also the founder of Adventures in Waste, which is something I'm super excited about. So this nonprofit um, it's going to be completely run by women, and it's going to be dedicated to learning about waste, to the environment, social, cultural impacts, and just overall solutions that we can come up with to these really big problems. Thank you for having us. Or thank you for joining us, Jessica. (laughs) Thank you for having us too, I guess. (laughs) I'm very excited to be here. Wait, that was a lot of information. I have, I'm curious, because I I just met Jessica today. And so, okay. Largest waste hauler. What does that mean? Uh, a waste hauler is, uh, you know, those big trash trucks that drive down the street and they come and pick up your your materials, recycling your waste, your organics waste, and they um, they're either collecting it or they may be collecting it and then taking it back to a facility that oh, they wow. operate to process it, and um, then that material goes to hopefully a higher end use. China. Or... <laughs> well, I ain't going to China anymore. <laughs> oh man. Oh right, so oh, man, you're like I feel like you're the person I have so many questions for. Everybody does. <laughs> Everywhere we go, people will stop us and they're like, "Are you Jessica Aldridge?" Oh, I'm like, "Oh God, go do your thing." Oh man. Okay, cool. Well, I'm really excited. To, let's get into it. I'm like, I don't want to ask too many questions yet because I want I want to get into the podcast, which the topic of the day is. What does that triangle symbol on things even mean, right? I get... Uh, it doesn't mean you can recycle it? No. Oh. No. That's what we're going to oh, talk man. about. I always get so annoyed when people are like, what's the number on the bottom? You can't recycle that. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Why is it even there then? <laughs> Why put it there? You're tricking me. Lots of confusion. So that's what we kind of want to start our podcast off with. So last time on the first episode that we recorded, we asked people just to start by looking into their trash, right? So just look in your trash can. What do you have in there? Is it a lot of food waste? Is it a lot of, you know, plastic packaging, bars? What What is it? So um, that was just our first ask, just kind of like, do you ever do that? I mean, people, I feel like yeah. they don't stop to think about the stuff that they throw What's away. Going away yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, I still do it. Yeah, <laughs> I still do it. I still look in my trash. I And I, 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 hopefully know what I'm doing, um, given the industry and what I've been doing for the past 13 <laughs> yeah. years. But 
I still look in there and go, okay, what am I doing here that I can, that I'm doing, that I can maybe push out of the stream and into something else? Where can I, mm. can I better myself? If I can, sometimes I can't. There's, there's mm. certain situations that that's exactly. not possible. Mm. And that's a tricky part right now about this whole zero waste movement, right? Is that people are going for perfection and, you know, not producing any trash and it, I mean, it's possible. Obviously, some people have done it, but it's more about just being aware, right? Aware. So what we wanted people to do was really think about the stuff that they throw away and what away means. And, right. you know, is it this magical place where things just like dissolve and disintegrate? But um, it goes somewhere, right? And yeah. so if it's going to the trash and it's getting taken out to the curb, eventually, I mean, that was money that you spent on something. And now it's just somebody else's problem. So that's what we wanted people to think about. And today we're going to talk about, well, what about... When people say, oh, but I recycle. I put everything in the blue bin. Yeah. Uh, like, that's not solving oh, <laughs> all man. the problems. So. I'm so curious. I have so many questions. Because <laughs> so, yes. blue bins are everywhere. Have you ever looked in a blue bin, like in the street or at a school? It's oh. amazing what's in there. Uh, you're yeah. asking the right people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm like, yeah, we I have every day. I, there's a blue bin at my kid's school, and I look in it, and I'm like, these kids are aware because my son's always like can i he literally asks, can i recycle this like which trash every time when he throws away and it's not me it's like through the school like which trash can does this go into but when i look at the trash cans at the school and i see what's in there i'm like oh god it's Ugh. all mixed up yeah it's all it's all mixed up well i think that where you know the resident identification code the little triangle that you see on the bottom um which was the well the triangle itself came from a contest on Earth Day that was put together by the Container Corporation of North America back in 1970, and it was a USC student who won it. And Ooh. but the problem is, is that that symbol, that recycling symbol, is not trademarked. It's public domain. Anyone can stick it on anything and not get in trouble. In essence, um, there's some level there, some places in in the United States and national and internationally where they have some regulation, but it's not stringent. And um, so the resident identification code sort of came out of that in 1988 by the Society of Plastics Industry. And the reason why they did that even further back to 1950, when we came out of World War II, we had created a bunch of material for that war. We had we had really started to get into plastics. We were saying we we're able to make this and we were making it for the purpose of war. Mm. And then when we came out of those uh struggles uh we we had this manufacturing and said okay well now as the united states and others what can we do with what we've created here and let's put this into everyday products let's create what was then deemed the the easily throwaway society in a sense mm. because it was told to women you don't need to wash dishes you don't yeah. need to yeah. do this because we can throw these things away and it's really yeah. easy and when you say resin just for clarification yeah. we're talking plastics right yeah, like that's what you mean by yeah, resin it's the chemical signature the makeup of that product is that resin and mm. so in the 19 in in 1953 the major american corporations that were um sort of putting this material out there weren't taking any responsibility for it they weren't pushing it upstream to recycle it and they weren't collecting the material and there was a there was starting to become a problem with litter and so the state's government started pushing back and said, you're going to have to do something about this. And so their answer, these corporations answer to do something about it was create the organization called Keep America Beautiful. <laughs> and there's a lot of people who love Keep America Beautiful. And there's a lot of people out there that find it as a greenwashing organization. I'm just going to say crying Indian. 
Yeah. That's all that's you need 1970s. to know. That's the 1970s. Yeah. So that's they like made that. Yeah, I didn't even know about Keep America Beautiful. Yes. The Ironine Cody's. Yes. Or, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, they, you know, were told that they had to come up with a litter campaign. And then the 80s, they said, okay, we're, we're trying to get the stuff recycled. And what is, what are these materials? And at the beginning, it was like, okay, we can only take ones and twos. Mm. And so they would put the resin identification code on the bottom with the chasing arrows. Oh. And and now we've gotten to this point where it's like we're recycling more and more and more plastic. So it was like, okay, we'll take all of them in our containers. Many places in the United States. We'll take all of it. And now we're to this point. We're on the other end of that. Where we're saying we're in a situation where we're not able to take all this anymore. Mm. And and the that where where we were sending it, the state of California, sixty percent of their plastics were being shipped to China to be recycled, wow. and China sort of closed the door on that. Now, <laughs> sort of, they have. Wow. All right. Well, let's. Uh, that, I mean, that opens up the door. That was a great intro. I never knew the history of of that of the recycling symbol. It's pretty cool. So I don't know if you guys saw today's or the most recent. Uh, Life magazine. No, was it Life? National, National Geographic. Geographic. Yes, the mm -hmm. iceberg. That's like this giant plastic bag. And you see the tip of the iceberg, right, peeking out, but then you have the remainder of the plastic bag underneath the surface. So um, that's such a powerful image because we're just at a crisis point right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like things are just <laughs> happening. And the crazy thing, the reason why I really wanted to do this topic today was because 90, well, first of all, Every piece of plastic that ever has been created is still on this planet in some form or, or another. Either it's in a landfill or it's in the ocean or it's been incinerated and broken up into little particles that are, oh, now, you know, polluting the air. Oh, but really, man. only 10% of all the plastics generated are recycled. So when you think about all the companies that are out there, the chip manufacturers, the snack wrappers, the, you know, straws, all these things are just used once. And only 10% of them are recycled. Mm. So when you think about how many people are on the planet, how many things we use every day, you know, after doing your own little personal waste audit, it's just incredible that we mm -hmm. are producing so much stuff and it really has nowhere to go. We don't have, a lot of places don't have the infrastructure to deal with it. And even places that do, people that do have access to blue bins, black bins, the green bin for yard waste, we're still not using them properly because we don't understand how recycling works. So... That's why we're going to talk about um, the numbers, the little the triangle numbers. symbol. Resins, right? <laughs> yeah, the I have no types. idea. How many numbers are there? Seven. But mm -hmm. the seven's got like a whole shebang. Oh, each 20, seven 30. has like a point. Something. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and they have like a scientific so name too, which is like oh, we kind of want to read those out too so we sound really smart. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Let's sound smart, ladies. We want to go one for one? We'll Let's get yeah. So I'm going to go first. And this is probably, we'll talk about this on another episode. But number one, PET, PET. Polyethylene terephthalate. Terephthalate, yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, I'm just going to, next time I need a drink of water, that's just what I'm going to ask for. Okay. <laughs> In that container, please. But this is water bottles, right? So think about how many okay. water bottles we use in a school year. Mm. To think that most of them do not get recycled is insane, especially mm. because we're paying five, a five cent deposit <laughs> for each of these things. But right. um, so, yeah, that's number one. So when you see the triangle on 
the bottom of a plastic bottle and it has number one, that's the plastic type. And only those types of plastics can be recycled together. You can't mix a number one with a number two. What's a number two, Jessica? High-density polyethylene. Should even have to look at her nose. Polyethylene. <laughs> HDPE, y'all. Hmm. So what's... What's made out of HDPE? Your milk bottles, your um, detergent. Um, HDPE is extremely recyclable. It's one of those things that they really want. It's a harder plastic. Super strong. Super strong. Um, High resistance to chemicals. Yes, so have less leaching, a uh, little bit safer to use. Wow. So, okay, so the one that our water bottles, because everyone's saying that, like, it's definitely a fact now that um, the water bottles leach. Yes, so that's number one. And the thinner the water bottle. So we're thinning them down so for transportation Ugh, purposes to God. save energy, but then the thinner it is, the easier that those um, those chemicals break down. And, and I say when they break down, they're not usually in the in the sense for pet. Um, it's not breaking Pete? down or pet. <laughs> Pete? Pete. 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 Pet water bottle. So it it's not off-gassing. It's going into the water. So it's it's going yeah. within. It's not Jeez. going out into the environment. So. And so this is the beauty and the the ugliness of plastic, right? Mm. Is that these materials, so essentially petroleum that's been extracted from the ground, they are super durable, right? So that's why we love them because we can use them to make computers, medical equipment, sand toys, jump ropes, all this stuff. But they're also horrible because they last forever, mm -hmm. right? So... These things like straws that, again, we use for just a few minutes, they're still around. So to me, this all just boggles my mind and, you know, I get all worked up about it. So I just want to find solutions to this all. We'll keep moving along. Yeah, let's hear PVC, my turn. Polyvinyl chloride. I didn't have to look at my notes for Is that. Is that number one. three? <laughs> number yes. three. Yeah. So if you see plastics PVC. with the number three symbol, um, a lot of times this will be things like a garden hose, um, the insulation that you see on pipes, it's like that really rubbery, malleable type of plastic. Super toxic. Um, the it's, the, the to it's the bad one. Yeah. This is not Literally off gases. No? Not really. Not really. No. When, when, um, not in your blue bin, right? Well, so, yeah, well. I would imagine. <laughs> it depends, too, on your city. It doesn't sound like something you'd be recycling in your blue bin. No. And a lot of the cities will just say throw them all in there because it just makes it easier to tell people to put all their plastics, their plastics in the container. But... Um, the the PVC it's it's vinyl chloride it's vinyl you know vinyl heats up and we had this experience in my office recently when it starts to degrade it smells vinyl Ooh. smells mm -hmm. and that's that's chemical Ooh. that you're breathing in and it's just it's a nasty little product also known as off gassing <laughs> gas <laughs> she made a funny <laughs> Sophia you made a funny I had to <laughs> your turn Jessica number four when number we see four. the plastic when we see that little triangle symbol and it has a four on the inside, what is that? That's low density polyethylene. She knew that by heart too. <laughs> so this is like I, the I opposite. I don't know any of this stuff. Of I'm like, density? what? <laughs> it's so complicated. Well, that's like, I'm so excited though. Isn't is that it nerdy cool, of me? <laughs> and that's your that's your plastic bags. That's your film. But it's also other products too. I mean, a lot of these product, a lot of the products that we have can be made out of dry cleaner bags. The different, yeah. All the we call it film. Mm -hmm. So anything that's kind of that that flexible bag like. Material, mm. it's it's film. Now this is not recyclable. It is in some oh, so places. Well, 
because no one if you can get a lot of it right yeah and we're in a situation too that a lot of people don't want some places probably do want number four but the majority right now it's really hot it's really hard to sell film and number four not all you're talking on the back end like when the companies that take it in and to recycle yeah so something is it recyclable and is it getting recycled yeah are two different conversations Mm-hmm. And right now, like a lot of the plastic. We have to invite you back to the composting one that we're going to have because that's a whole nother one that I'm like confused about. Anyways, and they're all con- like they're all super connected, but exactly that's yeah. that's the problem, right? Is that we just assume that things can be recycled because they're made out of plastic, and yeah. that's completely false. Well, also, um, the farther I get into this like learning experience of zero waste, I'm realizing how much. Um, restaurants and facilities use it as a way to make themselves look green but really they're not and I don't want to put I we've decided not to ever put anyone under the table by names but I will say an experience at a place that was like a shared office space and they had everything they had the compost the green way green the all the different bins and I was like Ooh, which one do I throw it in and someone working there is like it doesn't matter they all put it in the landfill anyways so it's like <laughs> they use this as a marketing ploy for their company to make them look good but then in the back end they're like oh that's expensive or whatever yeah so, yeah and so it's in- interesting though it is interesting and and some you some people argue that mixing it all together makes more sense economically other people argue that it degrades the quality of material, right? If you were able to just separate paper together and just recycle right. that, that would be its own valuable product. But once the paper has got like all this other juice and nastiness on it, it doesn't oh, yeah. have the same value. Well, I so. see that at restaurants too where they'll they'll have recycling and it'll say aluminum only. So then if you have a paper product, which they'll often give you paper instead of uh, styrofoam. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, well, what do I do with this? <laughs> like, you gave me paper. <laughs> this doesn't recycle anywhere here. Anyways, okay, we're going off topic, but it's exciting. Do you guys have a, the next number? Number Four five. Months. Number Is five. Is that my turn? It's your turn. Polypropylene. Oh, my gosh. So this would be bottle caps, um, chip bags. Also can be microbeads found in Ugh. beauty products. Like little tiny exfoliating. Yeah. Quote unquote and, exfoliating. Yeah. Exfoliate. They just mm-hmm. roll around your skin and make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> oh, wow. See, when I. First... Until you find out the truth and then you feel like a horrible <laughs> you <feel> human. Horrible. <laughs> You're like, why did I buy that? When I first found out about the concept of the microbeads in your products, like toothpaste and in your exfoliation, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know it was in there. Like as a, as a consumer, I had no idea. I don't think anyone did especially in your toothpaste and all this stuff. And um, if it's in your toothpaste, it means you must be eating some of it too. Yep. There's no way you're not getting all that out. And then they followed the journey from your bathroom to the, the ocean, and it was mind-blowing. It was, it was really the, the Great Lakes. They mm-hmm. followed it to the Great Lakes. So the Five Dryers was doing a nonprofit organization that we work with, um, Sophia and I. But uh, they they realized that Ugh. there was a gyre in the Great Lakes oh of just this gosh. swirling mass of, of microbeads in essence and and that's why they pushed on the microbead legislation to get this product out get these beads out of the product but i also want to say about polypropylene it's not it's it's also cups it can be your to-go containers Mm -hmm. it can be it's yogurt cups are usually Mm. number five plastic and number five plastic actually has a very high value and it is selling right now on the open market 
And usually when China was doing their thing and other countries, uh, when someone, when a company would buy number seven, a lot of the times when they would buy the number seven mixed plastics or they were buying a big mix, it's, it's usually called three through seven, they were going after the polypropylene because the polypropylene had that, had value. And so now material, uh, recycling facilities, which are called materials recovery facilities or MRFs. MRF! MRF! What's a MRF? <laughs> I know what it sounds you like. You know what it uh... is. <laughs> No, I don't. It's a place where all of our our material goes to be separated out by Murph. its by its material type and be bailed to be sold to the market. You it, know, this just sounds like we're talking about slanging drugs right now. Like <laughs> you're like, there's like money to be made. It sounds there like. is. <laughs> you're like, you know, number seven is really looked after. Number five, oh. Yeah. We can we, oh, yeah, we can we can't, sell that we one. can't sell number four on the open market anymore. We need to we need to push some number five. Well, it's funny because I did an event recently where I was talking to somebody about seeing trash differently, right? And yeah. how right now it's literally waste. It's trash. It's something that we want to get out of sight as quickly as possible. Yeah. But if you start looking at these individually, right? So polypropylene. Yeah. whatever it is they are resources right mm -hmm. they have value they actually have value on the market yeah. Yeah. but it was funny because it was like all professional and stuff and then i was like yeah when i see a trash can overflowing i'm like dollar dollar signs dollar, see dollar, dollar signs dollar and then he was like i have wow. no idea what you're talking about and i'm like never mind it's like a hip-hop song <laughs> you walk into anyway. a murph and the first comment is or a compost facility goes smells like money oh that's oh like <laughs> it's true black gold <laughs> right isn't that what we call compost sound cool we're gonna be like murfin <laughs> With what our, are you doing this weekend? Hanging out with the Murphs and making some <laughs> With our safety vest on, yeah, steel toe hats. boots. She's oh got steel gosh. toe boots. I still don't own a pair. Okay, get but you some, the girl. interesting thing I'm learning right now, for example, we're not even at number seven yet, uh -oh. but one product you buy could be made up of a couple different numbers yes. of this recycling. You're talking about the caps, the bottles. The lid. The lid. The seal. The seal. I mean, I don't even think of... Uh, I don't think of chip bags as being plastic, like in my mind. Film, yeah, right? Like, yeah, but they don't fall under the plastic oh, okay, category. Okay. Not, yeah, and they can't be recycled. But they can't really. be recycled. Too. Oh, yeah, they're all mixed materials. They have metal in them, and oh. it's metal and plastic. But Okay. Yeah. So for a while I was like hoarding chip bags, and I was opening them up and cleaning them, and the inside is just so beautiful because some are like metallic, oh, yeah. some are like the pearly yeah. white. She saves that. I did. I, I gave up now. Now I'm like, well, if I... Whatever. Sorry. But we did make a we did make a really pretty photo booth out of your That's what I was gonna bring up. Yeah. That I was bet. cool. All yep. right, number six. Number right? six. Number oh, six? number six is Sophia's favorite. Worst defender. <laughs> polystyrene, which oh. is Ooh. Yeah. So polystyrene is what we it's not always foam. It's what we know is mm -hmm. foam. Um, expanded polystyrene. Expanded polystyrene, that's the foam. the foam. And then there's rigid oriented. Um uh, styrene. That's just what it what it's made into, and we sometimes hear people refer to it as styrofoam. But styrofoam is a trademark term, and it's mm -hmm. it's styrofoam will tell you like immediately. Kleenex. We don't make styrofoam cups. We make the large materials. So I try not to say styrofoam. Um, it has been known in the past that when when activists will try to fight foam and they use the word styrofoam that. They, they will get in trouble for that. So I try to keep to using the word foam as much as possible. Uh, but here's the here's the scary thing. Anything can be made. Any plastic can be made into foam. 
any plastic. It's all just you have air, to, right? It's air. Injected all you have to air? do is put an air bubbler on the extruder <laughs> of the plastic extruder and, and push air into it, and you've got foam. Huh. And this has happened because there's an airline that thought they were doing the right thing, and they were sold sort of a bill of goods, and they go, okay, we're going to get rid of the poly, expand, expanded polystyrene, the foam, and we're going to go with these other cups. Well, the other cups were just foam, but they were number one. Huh. So it was sort of the same. So it's it's coming down the pipeline. The more we push back on number six, you're going to see expanded polystyrene number six. You're going to you're going to see foam like things pop up in some of the other numbers as well. Hmm. Well, and this one's a tricky one because it's really like the most prevalent in our society, right? Yes. So you can get milk cartons, you get people after church serving the coffee in the styrofoam mm -hmm. poly expanded polystyrene cups sorry yes what's, what's the proper word again okay so styrofoam is trademarked that's just for what that'd be like saying oh so, can you hand me a kleenex no it's a no, tissue darling a tissue. okay so polystyrene <laughs> Can I just say expanded that? polystyrene. Expanded polystyrene. You can say yep. foam. Well, I guess we can't say foam because I just oh, blew that one out of the water. Um, <laughs> I'm going to sound so good the next time I go to one of these potlucks. You can even say EPS. I'm going to learn would even... all the proper names of each number. I'm going to blow their minds. <laughs> God damn it. You be like, that's EPS. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't know what the hell is wrong with you. <laughs> foam is all around <laughs> us right now. We're, we're uh, surrounded by foam at the moment. But even not foam. Polystyrene can be things like I'm sorry, CDs. foam. Sorry, okay. We're 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 we are surrounded by, uh, by PS. We're surrounded by polystyrene right now. So the casing on the speakers, the casing on the computer, um, plastic cutlery. the casing on the all this, you know. Wow. So it's it's not just the to go cup. I think of when I think no. of it. It's so many of these. Like right now, we're sitting in a studio, and. With Mr. Ian Sloan Productions. Thank you, Ian. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and wow, that's crazy. So we're talking about the speaker casings, the computer casings, this maybe, the microphone. Which maybe the stand, but the, the stand. stand looks a little metal. I don't think so. Okay, but, but maybe that, that's plastic. Interesting. But again, this is why like plastics in that sense are fantastic, right? Like it makes it so that you these things will last 40, 50 years. But right. for a straw, right. does that's it make sense to item. make it out of that right. material? Okay. Mm -hmm. Got no it. way. See where we're going with this. This. All right. <laughs> Last one. Last one. <laughs> Last one is, well, I have number seven down as PLA. It could, It's just other, right? But PLA, I think, is probably the most common one now that we're coming into no so it's number like, seven is like a bag of a ton of different stuff so you've got nylon falls under that um polycarbonates pla is polylactic acid it's mm -hmm. what if it's a hundred percent polylactic acid and doesn't have any um true plastic oil component to it that's what you would see as your compostables like those those plastic looking compostable things that's mm -hmm. pla so they put that under number seven even though it shouldn't, it has a similar chemical makeup. It isn't oil because all these plastics come from oil. Mm. Um, it's not coming from oil. It's coming from plant-based material. Uh, so it's it's a bag of goods. ABS, which I'm not even going to say what that even means because I, I can't pronounce it. But um, <laughs> that's, that's it's like you get all these mix. So like ABS is 60% polystyrene, but then it's got all these others. It's got, it could have pet in it, could have other things in it. And so it's just a mix, mix spell of goods, and it's really hard to, to figure out what will, what what can I do with this product? It's I can't single source it like I can put a bunch of number one together, a bunch of number two together, and I know what I'm going to turn it into. You start 
chopping all this stuff down and trying to extrude it into pellets and to nurdles and, and make it into a product that that product might not be durable because it's got different levels of chemical makeup to it. The thing with plastics is unlike a banana peel, right, that you throw out on the dirt, a piece of plastic will ultimately start photodegrading. So the sun will break it down, kind of like when you see clothes that are in a storefront and they start fading and then eventually they start tearing and just, you know, that's what happens to plastics. So the problem with plastics, the reason why I'm so passionate about it, and I know that this is what Jessica and I have, you know, we're, what do you say, fairies from the same forest. We're way sisters. <laughs> yeah, we're way Aww. sisters. Um, so cute. It's the fact that we're producing so much of it. It's not being collected properly. It's not being recycled. And most of it is ending up in the oceans. So whether you're an ocean lover or not, surfer or not, the oceans really are critical for human existence, right? They provide everything that we could ever possibly need. So the fact that these stupid straws are ending up in a marine environment is just, it's crazy. It's crazy. It shouldn't be happening. And it's not only is it entering the marine environment and harming wildlife, we're also consuming it as well, right? Because if the fish are eating right. the nurdles, <laughs> oh, she said nurdles again. Well, well, because nurdles are cute because they look like tiny little fish eggs, right? But they're Pre-production yeah. pellets. They kind of look like. I really wonder where the the brand nerds got there. Like I sometimes I I, I did nerd, that one. I was like ball. nerd nurdles. They kind of are the same size. Yeah. Like. Little balls. They're little balls. <laughs> oh. They're tiny. It makes you wonder, like, if there was some cross relation somehow when they started making nerds. <laughs> Eat it, people. <laughs> there was a uh, Vice just did a follow up to their original story about the the plastic. Is it the the big plastic you know they the did gyres. that the, you know how they did that first they segment break. it was the big one that mm-hmm. that really the everyone the great because the garbage North, patch yes so they just did a follow up little like 14 minute video and one of the things that the fishermen said in that video was that all the fish have plastic in it so mm-hmm. yes, you are what you eat and he was a fisherman getting fish for us <laughs> so yeesh and, and what ends up happening <laughs> there is that there's the thing that oh if you if you open up a fish and it's got plastic in it, you clean out the plastic and you can still eat the fish. But the problem is we absorb those toxins in mm. the, the animal kingdom, absorbs those toxins in their fat. So the toxins from those chemicals are being absorbed into the fat of that animal. And that is what we're eating. And so you have women who are breastfeeding in, um, you know, North, North America up in, 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 Alaska and even further north that are coming there that you know where they eat the blubber of whale and they have phthalate or toxins from from what would then come from the plastics from Mm -hmm. the plasticizers uh they have those chemicals in their body but there shouldn't be any reason why they have those chemicals in their body interesting and so they're finding that it's being you know it's it's coming from the absorption of the fat and then we're eating it Mm -hmm. well how do we uh how do we how do we make it uplifting how do we i mean that's the point of the podcast what's are our, you what's feeling our... depressed about this Hi, yeah it's sad <laughs> man no um i think uh sophia you you were basically saying that our simple zero waste life hack here would be reducing the use of single waste or single use items yeah and i was just gonna quote my uh, famous friend the lorax here and this quote when you said unless 
that's always what I think of next is um, unless someone like you cares a whole lawful lot, nothing is ever going to change. It's not right. That's yep. like what the Lorax says. Yep. Maybe I'm paraphrasing. I don't know. <laughs> but it's really the idea that we collectively, yes, we could do so much. And sometimes as individuals, we feel like, oh, the problem is so big. We really can't do anything. Right. But that's false. Like if we do one thing, just one thing differently, that has an impact. Saying, you know, don't what'd give you me a do? stroke. What did you do today so far? It's only 11 o'clock. What was your zero waste life hack today? Today, so I packaged some peppermint tea for us in a big canteen. Um, instead of us going to a coffee place and getting us individual coffees. Yeah. Um, I also cut up some cantaloupe. In, nice. And I put it in a container from, Thank you. It was delicious. The, from the fruit vendor that I buy fruit from you know like the mango stands mm -hmm. and stuff so I reuse those a few times even though it's plastic I use it more than once um what else did I do oh I well I carry my own utensils I have my water in a mason jar um but those are like my everyday things right and they may not seem very significant but then when you think about you know one water bottle that I didn't use or one teacup or a cup of tea that I didn't buy and you multiply that by a hundred thousand by a million by one billion by five billion like it's incredible so we don't realize how much agency we have and so really what I wanted people just to um to get out of this podcast in the same way that you can come into a room and you're like oh shoot like the vibe needs to change like let <laughs> me play you guys some this you know like just one little tweak one little adjustment and boom you have a whole nother energy a whole nother um vibe going on so that's kind of right. how i see my life it's like i'm not perfect i don't drive i don't drive a hybrid i wish i did but i do all these other things you know so i can't change everything but i can make tiny little adjustments and those things have not just saved me money and really enriched my life made me more conscious made me um i think eat healthier but yeah it's also helping the planet in the long run so that's what i hope that people will get out of this is that they realize that they can't do every single thing but they can do one, one thing. thing and that one thing maybe they're going to inspire their friend or their neighbor or their mom and and then that person inspires somebody else and it's just about educating ourselves and being more conscious and then sharing that information with others because there is so much information out there that we can't possibly know it all you know unless you're jessica and <laughs> god i don't know <laughs> But I also think that we need to place the power back in the individual. We have power in our own individual choices. That's very true. But some of us feel as if our, you know, we, we need to own that power for sure. And I never want to take that power away from anybody. But um, some of us have a little bit more control in that area than others do. And I there was a time in my life that it's when I started in this field, I couldn't afford much of anything and I was living in a like a, a room that was the size of a closet and so it, it's we we all have that we all have that power in in you know looking at our own choices and I know the one that I chose for myself as a water bottle because I didn't want people to be able to take away my right uh, mm -hmm. to water and my right to clean water but they do take it away right. and so you know I now have a filter, but I would never have been able to afford a filter 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so we we have to make sure that we, we understand that there is no shame in this game and that 
and that we're all on this journey together and that we're all in different places within that and we all have our own where our power resides. But one thing too is that we need to know that we can force the powers that be, that we can force Mm -hmm. the hand and that there are others of us that have maybe a little bit more time to force that hand. Uh, and, And we, those people in that position need to take that on themselves to say, I know you've got three jobs. I know you're doing what you're doing to keep your sustainability. Let me take that on. So mm-hmm. all of us have a responsibility maybe to even take care of the other person. We mm-hmm. all, not maybe, we Aww. do. Yeah. And and the only way that a lot of this is going to change, because there can be a bunch of us using our reusable water bottles, but if we don't have clean water, yeah. if we're just expecting people to go out and buy filters and people in south central la don't have clean water people in flint michigan don't have clean water Mm -hmm. then there's there's we we have a responsibility to look upstream and say how is the whole environmental equation specifically related to what we are doing here and what we're trying to achieve in the the concept of the zero waste movement Mm. because this is all interconnected Mm -hmm. what would your uh simple daily daily life hack and recycling be zero waste life hack well you know mine always pretty much like pertains to kids and how i feed them <laughs> that's right. my main occupation every day <laughs> so one thing that um that i feel has cut back significantly on the amount of plastic that i buy when preparing lunches is buying things in bulk so if you buy oh. one big bag of chips i'm not giving up chips i'm sorry like <laughs> I'm all about that zero waste life, but I love potato chips and so do my kids. Um, So, but instead of buying the six pack of chips that's then wrapped in a plastic bag, I buy one and I put a little handful in a Tupperware every morning um, for them. And I do that with the fruit. I mean, there's sliced apples in in a bag there's like you know what i mean there's all these things that are just ridiculous like no just buy the freaking apple cut it up put the thing in the compost you don't have any waste when you buy a real apple when you buy it packaged and it's a product then you have all this other stuff or the little packages of apple slices and everything's just i mean apart from the fact that i know the plastic contains toxins to me it just doesn't make sense that I mean, I have enough time to just put cut the apple or put it in a Tupperware. So that's that's my my tip, I guess, would always just to be um, when you're buying things to try to go as close to the source as possible. Right. So if you want an apple, just buy the apple. Don't buy the one that's cut up into little, you know, star shapes or whatever. Like, just get the main thing. Um, What's your zero waste life hack, Mm, Jessica? I well, I always I. As it pertains to plastic. As it pertains to plastic. Well, I, I, for me, you know, when I, when I first started this journey and I was just like, okay, how do I make myself do these things? And I would make sure everything was on me. And now I've got a carabiner on my bag, which has my um, reusable bag uh, that folds up, that's attached to it. And I'm to this point where I'm actually trying to get rid of a bunch of reusable bags because I just need the four <laughs> that I have. I don't need the 50 that I get from every single event that I go to. And I've been saying no. That's mm-hmm. I guess that's one big thing for me. I just say no now. Like when someone wants to give me something because I go to a lot of events. And I'm like, no, I don't need that. Looks really cool. No, I don't want that. But right. I guess for me is like lately for myself when I, I look at the things I have and I don't have a lot of time. And um, 
and and you know bulk is to buy in bulk is hard for me because of medical reasons I do where I can and I also have to travel a lot of, of far away to to go to certain places so mm. lately I've been looking at things like okay can I really take the time out to make something man and before you tell us your zero waste life hack oh, today I wanted I to interject <laughs> with um the three R's right so you learn from an early age you got to reduce reuse recycle, recycle. Ah. <laughs> say it again michelle reduce <laughs> reuse recycle <laughs> rot so rot, rot. <laughs> that's at the end right so that's after recycle but the main one and i guess the big takeaway from this episode would be to refuse first so if there are items that you can do without the example that i used with the uh, apple slices for instance if you can buy it without that then do that first. So just refuse an item. Bring your own bag. Mm. You know, say no to the straw. Don't even worry about the recycling aspect or how you're going to repurpose it or how you're going to cut it up and wash it and turn it into some art piece to then exhibit somewhere. Because <laughs> you become hoarders like, mm. like yeah. Sophia and I. <laughs> <laughs> like, just refuse it. Just don't get it, yeah. you know? Like, so that's really, um, so instead of it being the three R's, we wanted you to adopt the fourth in the beginning and then you know take it to the next level add the rot (laughs) like so you compost but really if you can start refusing certain Mm. things that's where the magic happens Mm. that's where the most impact is in refusing instead of just figuring that it's going to be recycled cool what about you michelle um well i packed my lunch today it's all uh i got my my bamboo little collection of of cutlery and i've got Everything, well, we have a lot of mason jars in our house, so everything's in a mason jar, salad, soup. Um, I travel away from home a lot, and it's hard to pack a lunch every day because mm-hmm. I'm tired in the morning. I'm trying to get the door with kids. But if I've made something really delicious the night before or if I have time to think about it when I go to the market, I'll plan ahead and I'll make my, I'll pack everything in the mason jar the night before and then stick it in my little to-go container and I have a really delicious lunch I'm going to eat today and I'm very excited about it because I, one, don't have to go buy lunch, mm-hmm. to take it away and bring it back to the office and have this stuff that's apparently recyclable and compostable and then I don't know where to put it. <laughs> Do I just put it in the blue bin? <laughs> Is that what I, that's a whole other topic we're going to go off on. But yeah, so that that's my little life hack for the day. It was, feels that's good. a lot, actually. Yeah, I made a beautiful soup last night and now I get to eat it for lunch. I love it. Mm-hmm. You can check out at Zero Waste Co. and Michelle at DJ Lady Sinclair, also yeah. at Hot Mobile Disco. Yep. So again, we want you guys to connect with us, to share your ideas, because we, again, we have so much to learn. Everybody's just doing their own thing. So be sure to uh, share your own Zero Waste Life Hack and hashtag Zero Waste Life Hack. And also include us. We want to know what you're up to. We want to see how we can improve what we're doing. I want to know how you're going to package this kombucha and how you make it. So there's just so much to learn. It's all really exciting, and we want to just keep connecting yeah join us next time when we put someone else on the hot seat and get to learn some some new stuff i think uh water bottles is coming up yeah in one of the next episodes straws mm-hmm. composting bags yeah bags oh a, bags yeah that's an easy one for people so yeah 